0: Good morning. My name is Jason Brooks uh, from Dallas, Texas. I'm
1: Ryan Fitzgerald from St. Petersburg, Florida. We're coming to you live from SRS 57 in Stockholm, Sweden. Today we have the pleasure of being able to speak with the 2020 Traveling Fellows. Uh, We have both the fellows as well as the senior fellow um, with us today. We're excited to have a conversation.
0: Excellent. So, uh, first off, we would love for you all to introduce yourselves, um, where you're from, um, and then uh, we'll find out a little bit more about your experience over these last a couple of weeks.
2: I'll go ahead first. <laughs> okay.
3: Uh, I'm Javier Pisones. Uh, I work in Madrid, Spain. Uh, do uh, 50% pits, 50% adults, and um, I got engaged in this adventure uh, three
2: weeks ago, and it's been uh, great so far. I am Rene Castellane um, from Utrecht, the Netherlands, and um, we've been uh, traveling together for the past couple of weeks, and um, I'm sure we'll get to talk about that a little bit more.
4: Uh, hello, I'm dong from Korea. I worked in the Sangebek Hospital in Seoul. And my, I'm very happy to travel with uh, our Kafad uh, Lune and Javier as uh, good for travel. Okay.
1: So we just left the last session where you guys gave a great recap of your trip through San Diego, Dallas, UNC, and then New York. Uh, Really, the purpose of this, we're hoping to hear a little bit more about the process beforehand. How did you go through um, becoming a traveling fellow, and can you tell us a little bit more about that experience?
3: Sure. Uh, Happy happy to do it. Uh, Thanks, Brian. Uh, yeah, I applied for the first time. I think it was like six or eight years ago. I don't know because it's different for international. National is even and odd years. And uh, first time that I applied, uh, I could not do it through. Uh, second time I did, I did not apply, and I, pl- I applied at the end. I was almost 44 for that time, and you have to apply under the age of 45. But we persistent. I think uh, I I made it, uh, and so happy I I could.
4: Uh I also applied uh, 3 times for like Javier <laughs> because uh at, at first time I haven't uh, not enough careers and uh, I I didn't give up and I tried to to 3 times and then uh, next and the last time is uh I have nearly 45 so it's deadline. so fortunately I have opportunity and uh, uh so if you have, uh, uh, I think, the if
0: you want, if you try to, again, not give up.
4: Okay?
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so it sounds like to me that I shouldn't wait till I'm 44 years old to start <laughs> applying. I should probably give myself about a five-year buffer just in case. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, excellent. That's <laughs> a very
1: common theme that I've heard among traveling fellows as well. Um, yeah. I think currently the, the cutoff is 45. There is some discussion at higher levels that – they may extend that to a, a later age. So keep your eyes peeled for that.
0: Awesome. Dr. Castellane. Uh, you were above 45 when they asked you to be the senior traveling fellow. Um, and so uh, uh, what do you think are the criteria that they uh, choose to choose the senior traveling fellow? And I guess what thoughts do you have to give to other more senior surgeons who might one day be tapped to be the senior traveling fellow?
2: Well, you're right, Jason. I'm a little bit above 45. Um, and uh, actually, I never applied for anything. They just sort of assigned me to it, I guess. And uh, I remember that um, when I was asked to do this, I really had to think about whether I wanted to be away from home and, and do all the traveling. And I'm so absol- absolutely happy that, that I decided. I discussed with my wife. We both really spent some time on it. And uh, we both actually decided that I should do it. And I'm very happy that I did. This is an amazing experience, and I would not have wanted to miss it. Um, uh, and it's been a way to, to, you know, get to know people that I didn't know yet, to, to get to know people better that I already knew, and made a lot of friends along the way, and and uh, also with my two buddies next to me, we um, we kept, became very close, which will probably have an impact for for, for the rest of our lives, I guess, um, and. Just the experience of uh, being on the road, but also being with all these great colleagues and and, and friends by now that we met along the way um, is is a life-changing event, I would say. I'm uh, very um, excited about all the things we saw, both uh, scientifically, all the presentations that we did and heard and had, but also the practical things in in the OR, seeing how people do things um, but also the equipments used and, and those kind of things were, were very uh, enlightening. But maybe most important, the talking to the people, the social element, the discussions after the case, but also the, the discussions in the evenings um, were you know just one continuous uh, ride with, with uh, only highlights, basically. So um, that's, I guess that's more or less my answer, and it's been a, a wonderful experience. I would certainly encourage anyone who gets a chance to do that, to to really take it very seriously. And, and my suggestion would be, do it, because you probably not get a second chance, and uh, it's, it's a great experience. And we want to thank all the people that have made this possible. We want to thank them very much for enabling this and allowing us to do that.
0: Excellent, you know, this is the Scoliosis Research Society, and I think a lot of people might view a traveling fellowship as a lot of traveling, a lot of sightseeing, but I do want to ask kind of for the traveling fellows, how important was the research aspect of things? Like, did you have that? Did you feel like you had to have a certain threshold of papers in order to kind of be accepted to be a traveling fellow? Um, like, uh, just explain to those who might be thinking about doing a traveling fellowship one day how important the research side of things was. Yeah, <clears throat> the thing is, uh,
3: when I first applied, uh, another another European guy, who's Bruce uh, Ivaripold, had uh, gone into this adventure, uh, former, and he had uh, 40 papers already published uh, in PubMed. So I wanted to get to that 40. You know, I wanted <laughs> to get to that 40, and I pushed hard, and I did that 40. But nowadays the rules have changed, and you don't you don't have to, yeah you don't have to present the 40. You just have to present the thing the last five years, but. For sure, CV is very important. Uh, letters of recommendation is very important too, uh, and uh, you have to find uh, good godfathers for that too. Uh,
4: yes, uh, good question. Uh, I think that the the paper is a uh, research paper is important, but uh, uh, it is the uh, uh, most important thing is uh, we have the uh, uh, both. Research and uh, the uh, CB and Azure as recommended references. So, uh, I think the uh, the if we, uh, we prepared prepare uh, the both three as is and it's important. Not not uh, not only the, the pap- number of papers.
1: Yeah, so mentorship, obviously, is a huge part of the Scoliosis Research Society, and I I think to encourage those out there that are watching this thinking about doing that, if you don't have a local mentor, this is certainly a society in which you can walk up to people in the hall, introduce yourself, and find mentors that way just by interaction at the annual meeting or, or other meetings throughout the year. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us today. I appreciate you all for giving us your input on your experience and thank you uh, for
0: it all. Thank
3: you very much.
0: So now that you all have met our amazing 2020 traveling fellowship, we would love for those who are interested in potentially being an SRS traveling fellow one day to know basically how to get there. Um, so, uh, uh, so it's very important to understand uh, that uh, we have an international Uh, group of of fellows and a North American based group of fellows and based on which category you fall into that also tells you which year you would apply in Uh, so for the international fellows you would oftentimes uh, uh, submit your application in an even year in order to do the traveling in an odd year versus the North American fellows you would submit your application in an odd year in order to actually do your traveling fellowship in an even year Um, The traveling fellowships are usually two to three weeks uh, in uh, uh, in length. And so just expect that, you know, that would certainly be somewhat of a hit to your uh, clinical practice. However, as you heard uh, from our traveling fellows, what you gain from it far outweighs that for sure. Uh, You do need to be an active or candidate member in good standing with the SRS in order to actually apply for the traveling fellowship.
1: Also, uh, applications are open every year from August 15th until October 15th. but we encourage anyone interested to apply.
0: Excellent. Ryan, what year do you think we're, we're gonna in try ours? You know, I think we're about thirty in seven now. We so. have to
1: try now so uh, that we can get it before 45. Yeah,
0: yeah, hopefully all right. Looking forward to it. All right, thanks everyone. Looking forward to seeing you at the next annual meeting. The Scoliosis Research Society is a nonprofit professional organization made up of physicians and allied health personnel. Their primary focus is on providing continuing medical education for healthcare professionals and on funding and supporting research in spinal deformities. Please visit srs.org for further information.